Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. I think, I think, I think at all times you just want to be somewhere uh, where you can compete for a championship and, and definitely be with a team uh, where you appreciate it. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. That last part of what Chris Paul said. That's not something you uh, you necessarily ignore. Chris Paul, now uh, a current member of the Washington Wizards on Fitz and Harry earlier on ESPN+. Plus, What he wants for his future, he wants to compete, and he wants to be appreciated. I do not ignore that last few words of wanting to be appreciated. You don't say that. Yep. If you don't feel like the way things down in Phoenix made you feel underappreciated. It sounds kind of like when LeBron won that title in the bubble and he goes, I want my damn respect. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. It sounds just like that. Well, LeBron was losing respect because LeBron was on the losing side of everything. Yeah. Up until winning that championship. I want out of the bubble. No, we're not leaving. Fine. Remember that? Yeah. I He was, he was not in a great spot at that point in time. But anyway... Um, Chris Paul wanting to feel appreciated is really interesting to me because we had some, we had a Wills Rice yesterday from, Mm -hmm. uh, Arizona sports, 92.3 FM. And he was like, yeah, Chris Paul, like legendary status in Phoenix, even though like we had a good conversation, I think off air, you don't even think of Chris Paul as a Phoenix son first and foremost, because he had other stints at other places. So it's kind of funny to me to hear wanting to be appreciated yet. It seemed like he was Yeah, maybe up until the last couple of days, but it seemed like up to that point, Chris Paul was very much appreciated in Phoenix. Maybe appreciated uh, from the fans is one thing. And then appreciated from the front office is something completely different. Cause I mean, I was even surprised hearing from Wills yesterday when we asked him how will he be remembered, and he said he'll be rem- remembered as a legend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, honestly, I thought was kind of steep. Yeah, me too. So w- w- when I think of legends from Phoenix, I think of Barkley. I think of Stoudemire, Nash. Uh, I'm putting Booker in that category now. Wow, you're putting Booker there now? I would. I think it's his team. And he is like the heart, the heartbeat of that team. Man, wow! I'm trying to think of maybe a couple others from Phoenix, but you think of Barkley as a son or a Sixer? Son. Okay. Just because of all those those run-ins with the Bulls. I I'm glad you said that because I was just watching earlier this morning uh, while I was getting work done at home. Um, there was some flashback video on this date. Yeah. It was in 1991. It was uh-huh. Game Six of the Finals. And uh, they were in Phoenix. It was Bulls and Suns, and they were showing some of the run-ins, Barkley and Pippen. Yep. I think it was Marley and Jordan. Bob Marley, yeah. Um, Dan Marley, sorry. <laughs> Different Marley. Man, Bob Marley. Dan Marley. Bob Marley on the basketball court his, would be so love to have seen so Bob Marley hit a, hit a three. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think Bob Marley could handle the bad boy era of the NBA. Buffalo soldier. Oh. <laughs> Bob Marley and Isaiah Thomas. Imagine them getting after one another. Why are you so bad? <laughs> that was supposed to be my Bob Marley to the bad boy Pistons. See, look, this is the way we save a Bob Marley yeah. reference when it's supposed to be Dan. This is how this show saves that. Yeah. Uh, 
But in the same way, uh, before we lose Josh for the entire segment, do you think of Kareem as a Buck or do you think of Kareem as a Laker? I think it was a Laker. Same. Um, and, and I think of this conversation because uh, Chris Paul, I think of him as a Clipper. Me too. Me and, too. You know, the, the funny thing is he just he had success to a point at, at both of these stops, um, you know, both in Phoenix and in, and in L.A. And I think you could make the argument that in both locations there was an expe- expectation of better. Oh, big time. I was just thinking that Clipper team was so disappointing. When, when you think of how exciting they were to watch, mm-hmm. you couldn't help but want more. Yeah. So on the front part of what you heard Chris Paul say to Fitz and Harry – um, he wants to play in a contender. We had a, a brief conversation about this yesterday. What contender would want Chris Paul? I mean, I we came up with some ideas of teams that might be good for for Chris Paul. I, I think I I brought up San Antonio, put him with uh with Victor Webinyama. I brought up Memphis. Um, they could use a calming force there in Memphis. I brought up New Orleans, although I don't think Chris Paul no. wants to go back there. And Zion may not be there. Um, I got another Whether one. it's because he's traded or because he's Ugh. blackmailed. Um, that's that's a mess. Hopefully we don't go there but today. Yeah, let's, oh, we won't. Yeah. Uh, because uh, her handle's been suspended on Twitter. Thank God. Anyway. Teams that should want Chris Paul, yeah. from, from your perspective, a, a contender that should want Chris Paul, who comes to mind? 76ers. Ooh. Okay, tell me why. You've got a prolific scorer in James Harden. You've got, okay, all the love in the world to Nikola Jokic, the second best big man in the NBA. Joel Embiid over there. Do we need to joust like on American Gladiators I, over this? That would be Jokic great. versus Embiid take? Oh, my gosh. Take my money. <laughs> I'm watching that. Clash of the Titans. Titans is a stretch. But you anyway. take away Jokic's pony. I think he's signing up. <laughs> we'll give it back to you if you joust with Embiid. <laughs> no, I was thinking you and I joust over oh, this take. Okay. I, mean, I would I would pay to watch that, but I I'm just trying to give honor where where credit is due. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I see. You know what I mean? Jokic just won. I do. But uh, that to me makes them right back where they were in the uh, um, not the Eastern Conference Finals, but uh, NBA I guess Finals. Th- you think? Uh, yeah, that they would that would certainly be enough of uh, an interesting case for them to go another two rounds. Okay. So I will I will counter that argument here with uh, uh, I'll, I'll counter that argument on on him as a sixer. Put him next to Harden. Will James Harden give up the ball enough to Chris Paul to allow CP three to do what he does best? Acknowledging that I think Harden has gotten a little bit better. But he is still a vacuum when the basketball is in his hands, and CP3 needs to have the ball in his hands. How? Uh, who? Who? Um, who compensates? Who? Who gives? Who gives up a lot of that? Yeah, and who compliments who? I, I'm not sure. Harden is unquestionably a one-on-one scorer, mm-hmm. um, and but you know at the same time I, I still put Paul in the more distributor side. Yeah. 
he can turn on the scoring side, but I, at this point, you know, with the words I want to be appreciated, I feel like appreciated appreciated comes with wanting a ring. Mm-hmm. So he's still without one. I think, you know, in terms of contenders, I I think the West is kind of tapped right now. Unless he, there's going to be a, a mirac of a, an attempt to try to get him to come to L.A. That's the only one in the West that I could see fitting for him. So he's not going to Boston. The 76ers are really the only other one that I can think of. I will throw one in there in the Eastern Conference. Um, I'll go Miami. Um, It looks like potentially Miami will not be the same. Uh, There is talk that potentially they could be trading Bam Adebayo. And and there is large... Uh, there's there's a large um, rumor mill that is throwing the idea out of trading Damian Lillard. That's and the it, one that I think is going to happen. You, you know, Lillard for Autobio picks, etc. I don't want to see Damian Lillard leave. No, but it, it, it very well for could his happen, sake. I, I think yeah. that it should. Yeah, um, he gave them everything, and they wouldn't build around him. I, I don't know about Lillard and Butler in the same team. Mm. But you see, let, let's say that doesn't happen. And let's say I'm, I'm going to go under the assumption that Bam's traded. It may not be to Phoenix, but let's say Bam's traded. Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler on the same team. Uh, when you're, you're not you're going to lose a, a veteran presence on your bench in Haslam. He's done. I mean, he didn't play, um, but he was a um, steadying force in the locker room. You get that and you get a player with Chris Paul, you get someone who can relieve some of the pressure of Jimmy Butler. Cause I think in the finals, you did see some of that pressure on him. He did not perform the same way he did in the Eastern conference finals in the NBA finals. Chris Paul's not the same, but Chris Paul can still make others better. And in Miami with shooters that Paul can drive and kick to mm. with Butler, um, I, I think he can he can elevate Miami to a position where they're at least an Eastern Conference Finals team again. I could yeah I, I see that to an extent, but I've also heard murmurs that Paul is not exactly the best locker room guy. I've heard that too. Um, and either but, of those teams, Sixers or the Heat, he's got to come in understanding that he is not the guy. Mm-hmm. Like that Sixers is Embiid's team. Yeah, the Heat is Jimmy Butler's team. You gotta, you gotta fall in rank. I would hope that knowing you're in the back end of your career and you want to be on a competitive team, that you need to sacrifice your ego a little bit. I would hope so too. If you want to be in that position to maybe compete for a championship before you head out of here, um, and if not, well, hey, you could be a wizard. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could suffer. In the depths of Washington Wizard H-E double hockey sticks, um, if you don't want to give up that ego to be a a team player and compete for a title before you hang him up. Gilbert Arenas. Man, that was a sad way to end a career. Yep. Um, Texter, our Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. Texter from the 398. You were talking about uh, uh, leaders in Phoenix that maybe Chris Paul, I think you said Booker. Texter says, K 
KJ, Kevin Johnson, before Booker. Booker doesn't belong yet. Okay. I like Kevin. Good call on the Kevin Johnson. That's I would I would agree with that one. KJ for mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll get more into the NBA. Victor Webinyama threw out the first pitch today in New York uh, at a Yankees game. Let's just say um, wide, and I'm not talking about his wingspan. <laughs> I'm talking about where he threw the baseball, <laughs> and and the guy is the guy is it, lanky tall, lanky tall, but. To his credit, not the worst we've ever seen by a long stretch. Oh, true. Very true. But this made me think about first pitch etiquette. In fact, we're going to do that next. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll talk about the Mountain West stuff coming up in a little while. Uh, I've got Pete Thamel audio. He's on with, uh, with, with Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Um, kind of talking about this conference realignment stuff. Stephen Sy has a piece today. Um I, I I want people to not, how should I say, um, be too one-sided about this. Uh, we'll explain that coming up in a little bit. But uh, first pitch etiquette, if you're uh, if you're a famous person, mm-hmm. that's coming up. It's off the bed. GSP in Honolulu. All right, uh, coming up. Pete Thamel uh, talking to Freddie and Fitzsimmons earlier on. Uh, the whole Mountain West situation with San Diego State and what happens with the Pac-12, that potential television deal, whatever it's going to be, uh, coming up in a little bit. Victor Webinyaba throws out the first pitch at the New York Yankees game. He is uh, a big star. He is standing tall over everybody. He is what, seven feet tall and, well, I thought I was like thin in the legs. No, he's he's like thin, like um, oh gosh, at, at, at our old place in the Big Island, we had what they called those rubbish trees. Oh yeah, that were really really thin, and that you wanted to knock them down because if there was a hurricane or a tropical storm and the wind came down, it would just knock it on your place. Yeah, get on the roof. We they were so thin. That's Victor Webinyama legs. Yeah, he looked like rubbish a pra- tree thin. He looked like a praying mantis. That's not a bad way to look at it, actually. Yeah. Um, so he makes the ceremonial uh, trip through Yankee Stadium. Of course, the draft is coming up on Thursday, and then he threw out the first pitch, and uh, you know, he just kind of tossed the ball up in the air in his hand, and then he tossed it right on the top of the bump, and it went wide left. Way left. Yeah, it it was. Uh, it would have missed a left-handed batter by like four feet mm-hmm. behind that batter. Yeah, it was. It was not great. Which which leads me to first pitch etiquette. Not like I Love know it. about throwing a first pitch uh, because I'm not a celebrity. Not to anybody, at least. Not not in my head. Yep. Uh, you're the closest thing we've got to a celebrity no. here in this room. I don't know if you've ever thrown out a first pitch. Not yet, but I want to. That'd be oh. cool. Okay, um, any little league uh, group out there, if you want someone to open up your season and you need someone to throw a first pitch, I present to you Hunter Hughes. Let's go. Um, so let's talk about your etiquette then. You're pretty tight with Coach Rich Hill too, I heard. So We can, we can talk about we that can later. talk about that later. So <laughs> to be on the bump yeah. or not be on the bump, let's start there. Okay. The proper etiquette. I love what, out a first pitch. I love what Jeter told President Bush before he threw out the first pitch after 9/11. If you're going to throw from the bump, 
get it over the plate. Mm-hmm. Do not bounce it. Yeah. To me, I think that is one of the best first pitches ever. Put political stuff on the side right. in the moment right. and threw an absolute seed in there. It he was did. perfect. Um, also, to like take a little pressure off of you, you do not have to throw it hard. No. You you don't even really have to throw a strike, but you have to throw it to the catcher. Yeah. Um, okay, so if it were you, if you're not an athlete, let's yeah. say you're like a business person throwing out a first pitch. Sure. Are you telling them stay in front of the mound? Absolutely. Okay. Um, go on the rubber and then like take a nice, smooth step towards home plate as you throw it. Mm-hmm. That would be my advice. Make it as natural feeling as possible. I would say if you're not a baseball player, don't be on the bump. Yep. Uh, don't put yourself in that position. Be in front of the mound and take take the pressure off of you. You're you're you know, you're there to throw out the first pitch is really a ceremonial thing, but you don't. I I said this at an awards thing a couple of weeks ago and nobody laughed. Um, but I said they told me before I came on stage not to do anything that would make you go viral. Mm. Nobody caught the joke. Um, don't being on the bump. You have a better chance of going viral for reasons you don't want to be. It's true. So don't do it. Um, also, you don't need a glove. Yeah, I'll see some people go out there. Mainly Russell Wilson went out there with a glove. That was so stupid. But that is that that is on brand Russell Wilson. Holy dude. Of, of course, Russell Wilson also a minor league baseball player. Okay, but not in that moment. No, no. Leave the glove at home with Sierra. But you know Russell Wilson is is like he is the guy that wants to to show up somewhere and be a show off. He wants to be the absolute perfectionist and show off in front of everybody. Broncos country, let's ride. Yep. Stupid. You don't need a glove. He he threw a good first pitch, but the glove was a bit much for me. What I'm, are what are you catching? <laughs> you walk out there with the ball. You're catching photo ops is what you're catching. You're catching L's. I, I I have one rule, whether you're a baseball player or you're not a baseball player. You don't need to act like a pitcher. That's right. You don't go through the motion yeah. of a wind-up or anything like that. Just throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's one thing if you wanted to go through the stretch, but you don't even need to do that. Just it's it, it's a it's a pitch, but you're not you're not throwing strikes to a batter. So just just like you said, get it over to the plate. Um, don't sail it. Don't hit someone in the unmentionables accidentally because you're like twenty feet wide. Just get it there and give yourself a moment you can talk about with your family for the rest of your life. Also, also Wimba Yama ran out there with the a Yankees pinstripe uniform, a, a vintage one, mm-hmm. and it wasn't buttoned. Okay. So it's like flinging behind him like a cape. <laughs> Button it up. How many seven-footers wear baseball jerseys? I, can you find one that can wear a baseball jersey Randy Johnson properly? was 6'11". Yeah, that's true. That is true. I'm sure they had to, like, custom fit one for I'm him. sure. They made it from uh, from window drapes, probably. Here's one other thing. Um, Victor Webinyama is not going to be a, a, a Brooklyn net. That's true. He's not going to be a New York Nick. So, be in why Texas. Is, so why is he throwing the first pitch? It's a good Yankee question. Stadium? Is the is the draft happening in New York? 
Oh, I don't care if it's happening in New York. I mean, I, I it, or did he, he should... just have a layover in New York from France? Uh, maybe, but I, I, to me, it really doesn't really. It's it's it really doesn't matter. It's going to be, um, at Barclays Center, uh, as I think usually it's it's in New York. But I mean, does it need to be in New York? To me, it's if you think he's going to go number one to a New York location, then yeah, have him there. But you're going to have him throw the first pitch at a place that won't see him unless he's a visitor for a game against the Mariners of all teams. Like, what, are, what, are, what are we doing? Yeah. It's, it's really not a draw. Also, he Yankees hasn't been fans. drafted yet. Exactly. He's a European basketball player at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I, there's hype around it, and that's really all that first pitches are, hype around something. Yeah. It's, it's a waste. It, it's it's an absolute waste. I do have, after watching Webb and Yaman, seeing some of the pictures, by the way, um, I'm a little concerned mm. about his build. I'm a little concerned about his build because he is wiry thin, and this is not like playing in Europe. You got guys that will body you up in the NBA – um, you mentioned during the break Joel Embiid. There are there are guys that will physically want to take you home. And if Webinyama doesn't bulk up a little bit, I fear that he is going to miss the expectations of what everybody thinks he's going to be. I called him the next LeBron because others have called him the next LeBron. And I yeah. see the numbers and I see what he's done. And yeah, that kind of makes sense. But he's, he may not be if he does not get stronger in the lower half of his body. He's going to San Antonio, and I'm going to reference Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they grow him big down in San Antonio mm. with the type of food that they eat down there. Good point. I think he's going to be just fine in a year or two. <laughs> We've seen what happened to Zion when he went to the South. Just, the just, don't, south. Go, just don't go extreme. Don't go from, from a wiry thin to uh, Barkley. <laughs> Find find a medium between Current that. Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, now, I lived in France. Everything is farm to table. Uh-huh. It will not be like that in San Antonio. So I I bet we're, we're, we'll we'll see a, a tick Wimbayama in a, in a year or two. <laughs> Wait, a, a what Wimbayama? Tick, baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't get you off of that, can no I? No way. Uh, it's ben, in me now. <laughs> hey, mention ESPN Honolulu and get the $7.50 special at the Pagoda Restaurant, which is now located in the International Ballroom. Two eggs, Portuguese sausage and rice or toast, or choose pancakes, waffles, sweet bread, French toast, or omelets. Monday through Friday, 7 to 11 a.m., weekends until noon. For details and menu, visit PagodaHawaii.com. I'm hungry for breakfast now. Yeah, if you want to I... get tick, go eat. <laughs> go eat there. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to feel about this. Uh, <laughs> coming up, uh, we'll get into the Mountain West. Pete Thamel uh, has been on here just uh, recently. His words on San Diego State. We'll react to that. Steven Sai um, had an interesting piece. There, there's something that I, I feel like we need to we need to address with how we view this situation. That's coming up. Uh, we're going to watch traffic. I don't think we have a traffic update yet, but we're paying attention to what's going on in the uh, H1 westbound. We're told it's, uh, it's a mess, uh, so we'll follow up with any details we can bring you here. It is off the bench. Sports Center's on the way. It's ESPN Honolulu.
All right, coming up, Pete Dammel uh, with the latest on uh, not only San Diego State and where that's currently sitting, but also uh, what San Diego State is waiting on, which is the Pac-12 and how dire that situation might be. That's coming up in a little bit. We were talking about Victor Webinyama, my worry about his build. Uh, texter from the 780, which is via our Zephyr Insurance text line, says, the next Sean Bradley. That... No. Probably unfair. Yep. You owe Wimbayama an apology for that one because this guy is uh, what I'm thinking about it from baseball terms, the five-tool player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's big. He's athletic. He can jump. He can shoot. He can run. Uh, I love Bradley, but Bradley was just a big stick man. Yeah. Um, these are different times as well. Uh, one thing we have to be careful of, and I find my I find myself reminding myself this a little bit too, is you know we 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 kind of have to stop ourselves on comparisons because the big man now is much different than the big man then. Like we were talking a little bit about how the San Antonio Spurs are bringing in Tim Duncan to to work with them, and so, and and my concern about that was you know great Tim Duncan's you know legendary San Antonio Spur, tall you know can hit the mid range all that good stuff, but Tim Duncan is not what you would consider typical for that position now. Like, how much can yep. he truly help out Victor Webinyama here in in his you know rookie year and beyond? The closest example to Tim Duncan that we have is Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, yeah, but Towns is a little thicker than Tim, and and Towns also has, I think, a a little bigger of an ego. Yes, I, uh, I agree too. Tim was just consummate professional, super humble, uh, but also a killer. Yeah. I've heard a lot of guys talk about he was a phenomenal trash talker. <laughs> and uh, just, In a very discreet kind of way. That's right. And they didn't call him Mr. Fundamentals for nothing. No, not not at all. Um, let, let's transition to the Mountain West. Pete Thamel uh, was just, uh, I, I don't know if this was taped for Freddie and Fitzsimmons uh, but or, or may have been live with Freddie and Fitzsimmons. I think it was taped because they, they just got on. You can hear them on the ESPN app. Um, but Pete Thamel with the latest on what's going on with San Diego State. He is ESPN senior college football writer. Um, this was him moments ago on uh, what San Diego State is waiting on. Take a listen. It's an interesting spot for San Diego State because if, they wait to leave. Their exit fee goes up to $34 million, uh, from about $17 million. That's a lot of cheese. So the Aztecs right now are, are in a spot waiting to see where the Pac-12 ends up. And really, we've all for the last three or four months, guys, been waiting to see where the Pac-12 ends up. I feel like it's been longer than three and a half months. It, it feels like it's been like a whole half a year yes. that we've been kind of waiting on the Pac-12. Uh, and it feels like it's been a whole half a year that San Diego State's been kind of waiting on the Pac-12 since their their name's been thrown into the mix. We've been waiting on the Pac-12 ever since the announcement about USC and UCLA. Yeah. When and they departed, we then started to ask the question, is this thing fully falling apart? Yeah. And you know, to continue on that point, uh, Pete Thamel on the Pac-12 and whatever might happen to a television deal and, and the impact on that. I don't know where the Pac-12's money slash exposure is going to come from. 
And, you know, the Pac-12 ADs and presidents that I've talked to out there want, you know, a significant linear exposure. And when I call around to all the networks and all the consultants and all the people in this space, I don't know how they get to 300 million if they're going to have a significantly invested sort of traditional TV partner. So it is there is an aura of mystery that's hung over this. It's hung over the entire industry. There's not some linear paths right now that are there. I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm not saying they're not going to get a deal. I'm not going to predict things are going to fall apart. But there is in the industry a skepticism of how they get there if there's going to be a significant traditional television piece. Pete Thamel earlier on Freddie and Fitzsimmons on the ESPN app. This is where um, college football is different than everywhere else in cord cutting and, and streaming and all that stuff because more things are going to digital. I am a big believer that the Mountain West needs a digital footprint. Stadium is not it. It's not even close to it. But um, I truly believe that college football is that one area where digital's good, but you don't want your best there. Mm. Like Alabama. I'll give you the example. The, the SEC has a digital footprint, but you sure as heck aren't going to put an Alabama LSU game on ESPN Plus. No. Now, if Alabama's playing Nickel State, then you know that might be on the SEC Network Plus, uh, which you might get on TV, but is more of a of an online footprint. But Alabama, or Mississippi H- State, HBCU school. Yeah, Alabama, yeah. Mississippi State. Oh, that's going to be on a network. You're not going to lose that. the The thing that the Pac-12 is is going to have to figure out is they're going to ride that fine line. I think there is no doubt at this point that your significant exposure is going to be on streaming of some kind, whether it's Apple TV, whether it's Amazon, uh, or, sorry, Prime Video. They're, they're trying to tell us how to change how we call it, you know, thanks to Thursday Night Football. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not Thursday Night Football on Amazon. It's Thursday Night Football on Prime Video. Sorry, branding's in my head. Branding's been in my head for the last couple of hours. Thanks, Suits. Um, sorry, Bezos. <laughs> But, uh, look, you have to come to the realization. Are you going to be okay if Oregon and Oregon State, when they play against one another, is a primetime game on Apple TV? And if it comes down to that, where the majority of what you are is there, and you can't get, let's say, Oregon and Oregon State on FS1, or on ESPN2, then you're falling on the wrong side of the digital conversation. Like, if you're the Pac-12, okay, if if digital means Washington State and Arizona State is playing on Apple TV, then okay, fine. As long as your marquee games aren't there, okay. Then you got to figure out TV. And And at this point, who cares if they're on the CW? Yeah. Who cares if they are on... Uh, Ion, home of the WNBA on Friday nights. Uh, and what about the CW? The Scripps National Spelling Bee. Ooh. Um, oh, I thought I said the CW. Did you, see, you did say CW. Um, former former home of, of Friday Live. Night SmackDown. Oh, it's... Uh, <laughs> and, and Live Golf. And Live Golf. That is, that is true. Uh, just, just make sure your games don't run late or you might get cut off by uh. whose line is it anyway after a three-and-a-half-hour window. Um, if, you know... I hate to see it. It... it 
it likely won't be ESPN or Fox for a, a, a traditional package because if it were going to be them, they would have done it by now. But where college football rides the different line is that it may actually be better. I know. I, I know. Crazy. It may better. It may be better to be on CW if it's Oregon, Oregon State or the Apple Cup or Arizona, Arizona State. It may be better to be on CW or ION or Turner Sports or, or one of those than to be on streaming. And I think you're going to have to live with it. And San Diego State is going to have to figure out if it's a package like that, can you live with it? Or are you going to tuck your tail between your legs and go back to the Mountain West and say, you know what, we, we really overplayed our hand. Um, San Diego State may get more money in the Mountain West. We'll come back. We'll say I'm sorry. We'll come back and uh, we'll, we'll be a member of, of the Mountain West and just, you know, give our mea culpas later. That San Diego State's gonna have to gonna have to figure out what is best for it. Yeah. What is best for its branding, for its only toehold in the Southern California market. Are you gonna be okay with having, let's say, five of your twelve games on a digital platform? Or are you gonna be okay in the Mountain West where as much of as I think the Mountain West should have a digital footprint, let's face it. Your two television partners are CBS and Fox. I'm not a fan of Fox necessarily. Uh, I'm not a fan of, you know, their usage of FS2. Mm. But at least they're on TV. College football loves TV. TV loves college football. At least you have the known value of that. And... In many of those instances, you're not waiting six to thirteen days to find out when your games are going to be, you know, what time your game is going to kick off. A lot of those Mountain West uh, games have hard start times. Yep. I think that's that's what it's going to come down to. It, it you know, the Pac-12 is going to get its deal. It's going to be whatever it is. I think it'll ultimately be at San Diego State. What do you want to be? Yeah. Do you? San Diego State has the ability to be a big fish. In the Mountain West, and I think they've become that. The Mountain West may provide a better opportunity to be visible. And what San Diego State does may impact the view of the Mountain West. Because let's say San Diego State sees the Pac-12 TV deal and then says, you know, we're not going to go. The Mountain West may become a player. Hmm. <laughs> if San Diego State spurns the Pac-12 to stay. And I do think, I, I may be crazy, I do think there's a chance of it. It's it To me, it's at 30%. Um, but I think there's a chance. Yeah. And you do that, you now raise the credibility of the conference. You may raise the credibility of your conference past the Pac-12. I'm thinking the same thing, which from a competition standpoint, at least with football, we aren't on Utah's level. No. We aren't on Washington, Oregon. Um, that's it from the, the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. Those three teams we're, we're not on that same level with. Everybody else, we absolutely can hang with. Yeah. And the thing is, when you're out of sight, sometimes you're out of mind. Hmm. If, you're, if you're more visible, you know, you, you might be seen a little bit differently. 
college football committee may see you differently. Um, you know, visibility in college sports when it comes to recruiting, we talk about that with UH and the visibility of the spectrum package. Um, visibility is king when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to your market value. If you if 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 Southern California's toehold stays there, that's huge for the Mountain West. Wow, I I believe. Um, yeah, we we still wait to figure out the Pac-12, and, and I'm sure we'll have time to do that. But um, Pac-12 doesn't have a lot of time to do that. They no. they need to find out soon. Um, San Diego State and and what they're doing for the Mountain West, how that affects Hawaii. Stephen Sai has a piece on that. Um, I I have my reservations on some of it. And I'll explain it coming up in a little bit. I want to get your take on it as well. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we've got the really big road show at Growler Hawaii among our guests. Craig Angelus, the athletics director at the University of Hawaii. We met him a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. Um, he came to us. Yeah, he did come to us. Stopped by the studio. And then we had to come back on the air because we were in the middle of a commercial break. So mm-hmm. we couldn't really get to chat with him. But uh, uh, it was good to meet him. We'll, we'll get to talk to him for real. Uh, tomorrow from 5 to 7. And then June Jones, former University of Hawaii football coach. He's been in the XFL uh, in the last year. We'll talk with June uh, as well. That and more, that is tomorrow, 5 to 7. Plus, happy hour specials. The menu's awesome. Um, I get food there all the time, and and the food is just great. Um, And you know my go-to, my mac and cheese brats. But... There are so many other things on the menu that I I see people going home with or eating right there all the time. So check it out. Growler Hawaii and Kapahulu host of the Really Big Road Show tomorrow, 5 to 7, right here on ESPN Honolulu. It is off the bench. Uh, We'll look a little bit more into Hawaii's role in all this Mountain West stuff. That's next. Sports Center update in just about 12 minutes. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco, great to have you in. All of our guests, when they appear, they do so courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline. Visit alohakia.com. See you in a Kia. We are also watching uh, LSU in Tennessee, elimination game at the Men's College World Series. And Tennessee is down to its final three outs. Just gave up a two-run home run. Uh, Five-nothing Tigers Top of the ninth inning. So uh, Tennessee's in trouble. Uh, the lone uh, Hawaii tie left of the Men's College World Series. Uh, Hilo's Maui Ahuna is uh, still in there. Uh, by the way, one shout-out. Trading Tamiya, who plays at Air Force. Mm. Uh, he's from also from Hilo, went to Waikia High School. He was named a Rawlings Gold Glove finalist. Uh, in the infield. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the only Hawaii tie that I saw, this at second base. That's uh, cool. He, along with Will Bermudez from UC Irvine and Josue Urdaneta from Indiana State. So uh, good luck to trade it. If you can get that uh, that gold glove there at Air Force, that'd be awesome. That's cool. Yes. They do need to, however, and I was I was going through just to make sure, and I see you guys on the phone, so get to you in a second. Um, One of the better trophies there is, too, by the way. The gold glove? Yes. I happened to notice I was I was reading through trading to me his bio because I wanted to make sure. Wait, is this the trading to me that I I remember back at YK? Mm. And you know they go through the accolades and I'm and I'm looking at the bottom and they go through. I, I rarely look at the hobbies and stuff. They need to tell the folks there at Air Force and the Sports Information Department. You know Kolohe Kai. Yeah, you know Kolohe Kai. I do. Kai. Yeah, Roman's a good friend. 
You want to know how they spelled Kolohe? Oh, no. K-A? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That that needs to be fixed. Yep. That I was I was very disappointed. Lots of love to our friends over in the armed forces, mainly the Air Force. Yes. But uh, you're, you're, you're acting a little Kolohe if you can't spell Kolohe correctly. You know, I... Maybe they just didn't ask. I'll, 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 I'll give them that. But uh, if we get, in, I'll, I'll try to get in touch with Trayden and see if he can uh, get him to fix that. That's, uh, that, that, I don't know why that just like sticks out as just a little like nitty bitty problem to me. Um, John's calling in here at eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty. John, how are you? Yeah. Did you say that you think there's a chance San Diego State stays at the Mountain West? I don't think it's. A, I, I think it's a thirty percent chance San Diego State stays. Yeah, I, don't, I know. I I have that as a zero. Okay. I, I just, I mean, Power Five, regardless of their their contract, you know how these schools work. They want to move up, not move sideways. Mm-hmm. Even though you might say, like, you know, how much up it it is. So it's still the Pac-12 for now, at least. It's still a a, a major Power Five conference, and then they have they've had discussions with the Big Twelve too. So if you know the Big Twelve wants kind of wants them, I, I, I'm unless I'm, I'm, unless I'm misunderstanding what the discussions were, they they are in the in the talks though. So I think they're gone. We got to just kiss them goodbye and wish them the best. Kind of sucks, but it is what it is. I, I hear you on that. Maybe kick here, their butt a few times, <laughs> a few maybe. times more before they leave. Here, here, I don't, I don't know that. I, and I've heard less about the Big Twelve recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's uh, that they're like high on the Big Twelve priority list because, and and this is why it feels like they're third at best. I'd I'd put them lower than that. Yeah. If and look, let me let me go to the, to the Pac-12 thing. Okay. If you can't get a television deal that is better than what you have, I can't consider you a power conference anymore. If you can't get a deal that is on par with the ACC and the and and the Big Twelve, I mean, well. Big 12, then ACC, you know, then the SEC and Big 10 are beyond. Yep. It's more like power four and a half. Yeah. Um, so to me, that's not a huge upgrade if you're going from the Mountain West to the Pac-12. And then you also have to factor in, all right, well, we might go, but let's say we go and then Oregon leaves or – Arizona leaves and Colorado leaves, so we go to a conference that is losing membership as we're joining. Are we really joining something better? Yeah. Um, that that's why, and and this goes into part of what I wanted to get into on UH and the Mountain West in general, because I I think sometimes we look at it from one singular view, but I don't think we look at it from all angles. Yeah. Like the the San Diego State one is a great example. I, I, I think we can look at it from the perspective oh the Pac twelve. You know, that that's that's a that's a great conference. Yep. I don't if it were a great conference, they wouldn't be struggling to get a TV deal it's fourteen not, months. It's not as shiny as it once was. Right. They haven't had a college football playoff berth since Mariota. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. Since Mariota was at Oregon, folks. That they are not that they are not holding their weight of the other Power Fives. And part of why they haven't held their weight um, is USC and UCLA, believe it or not. 
Um, you know, they have at times been been very disappointing. So, you know, from 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 different perspectives, okay, Pac-12. We know the name Pac-12. That doesn't necessarily mean the name Pac-12 equals what the Pac-12 is going to be in 2024, 2025. The Big 12, I think, is the Big 12 is waiting for the Pac-12 to implode because the Big 12 would much rather take Pac-12 schools looking to leave before they would take a San Diego State, before they would take an SMU. Um, and there's a good piece today. I, uh, was it John Canzano? I think it is from uh, from Portland. SMU's wealthy donors are trying to do their best to push them into the Big 12 or the Pac-12 or whatever it is. Um, you know, I think they'd rather go that route versus SMU, versus Memphis, versus San Diego State, even versus Gonzaga. Um, hmm. You know, I, I, I think consistent teams that can go across the board are going to be higher priorities. Um, and that's why the Mount West, in digging your heels, as as Gloria Navarez is doing, yeah. I actually think is a good thing because you're showing, you're commanding respect from San Diego State. So if San Diego State realizes, you know what, maybe this is the best place to be, at least they know this is there, there is respect on both sides. There is there is no give, but it is not acrimonious. It is not um, it, it it's not like two teams or, or two entities butting heads against one another. Mutual respect and 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 frankly, a, a bit of frank dialogue can actually make relationships better. Um, sometimes healthy disagreements are that. They're healthy. And, I, I agree. Um, and so that's why I, I don't count the Mountain West out on, on San Diego State. Again, 30%. Not a lot, but still 30. But let, let's let's get to the uh, to the UH thing. And uh, we'll, we'll turn this over to the next hour because yep. we're, we're kind of up against the clock. So there's a there's a point here in Stephen Sy's piece where um, this this is paragraph three, or I'm sorry, this is paragraph two. Maybe UH does not have to break out the measuring tape and redesign doodles. Words only Stephen Sy can write. Yeah. But would it hurt to inquire whether there's room for all UH sports to be under the same Mountain West roof? Um, he also does note here the Mountain White, the Mountain West might have more to offer if UH were to become an all sports member. I don't know about that. And part of why is I think priorities. Now there are the, the one potential thing is you have an athletic director coming in with no biases that we know of. That's right. Except for BYU, of course. You're never going to let that go, are never. you? Ever. BYU doesn't care about us. So? <laughs> um, but you have an athletic director who's coming in with clear eyes mm -hmm. and forging new relationships that could potentially lead Hawaii in possibly a different direction. But that di different direction doesn't necessarily mean it's better and i and i think this is where you have to evaluate what are you factoring in that would make you determine where whether you would want to move everything to the mountain west or stay in the big west that after sports center it's off the bench espn honolulu
Yeah, we made it off the bench. It's worked. Hey, that's the name of the show. Yeah. Off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. That's Hunter Hughes. I'm Josh Pacheco. All of our guests, when they appear, they do so courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline. Visit alohakia.com. See it in a Kia, and uh, you can text into the Zephyr Insurance text line at 808-296-1420. You heard Pete Thamel at the top of the hour on SportsCenter. Uh, his bite on uh, how this whole conference realignment stuff is not great for uh, for for college football. I I don't know. I don't think it's not necessarily bad. It's it's just it's it's business, and it's new. Some people can't handle business. It is what it is. But I think the the business part I think is where we have to 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 talk about this for Hawaii. Um, this, this whole idea of whether we should see if the Mountain West wants all our sports, which, first off, is not possible because the Mountain West does not have men's volleyball. So we would have to decide if we left the Big West, do we just stick around in the Big West for men's volleyball where, you know, we've been to, what, three straight national championship matches, yep. won two. Um, We're kind of the authority there. Yeah. Right now. And I kind of like being the authority. Me too. You know? It's fun being the king. Yeah. Um, You you do that or... It's good to be the king. History of the world. It is. Um, Have you seen that Mel Brooks movie? No. I forgot. Josh doesn't watch movies. I I, I don't have... okay. Yeah. That one you're not missing out on much. I'll give you credit for that. Good to know. Yep. Uh... Do you go back to the MPSF, the Mount mm. Pacific Sports Federation, where you've got schools like Stanford and Concordia, Irvine, and UCLA and USC? Like, how do you handle that? But also, um, this is where I want people, and, and I know it, not everybody likes to look at things this way, and I, I'm I, I'm the guy that you hate because I'm the guy that's like, hey, you might not be looking at things from every perspective. So let me be perspective guy for a moment. Mr. P. If you're the Mountain West and the University of Hawaii came to you and said, you know, I know things are, are going on with San Diego State. We're here as a football-only member. What do you think about bringing us in for all the other sports that we have that you sponsor? How would how would you feel, Gloria Navarez, if uh, – um, you know, we if would that be something you're interested in? Tell me, Hunter, you play Gloria Navarez. I'm curious to see how you would answer this. How would you answer that uh, that request from, let's say, Craig Angelus, or if it came from President David Lasner about trying to invite Hawaii for more than just football? Hmm. I feel like she would pose it with a question. Okay. Is this deal good for UH, or is this deal good for the Mountain West? Hunter, we've done this show now for four and a half months. You are thinking way too much like me. <laughs> and and sometimes that is not a good thing. But in this case, you are thinking exactly along the lines that I'm thinking. Well, if you're thinking about the other schools, mainly let's just talk about men's sports for without digging into the other ones, yeah. men's basketball and men's baseball, mm-hmm. they haven't all been all that great mm-hmm. for the last few years. I it, that is no way saying that we are not supporting of our teams. I want that to be explicitly clear. We we want our guys to do well. Yeah. But on the, the same level as San Diego State just making it to a Final Four, 
on men's basketball? No. Well, I think that, that's a steep one. I mean, men's basketball has made strides. I, I think, you know, they have, you know, and unfortunately, I think the barometer in men's basketball is what you do in the conference tournament, and Hawaii, unfortunately, was one and done in the tournament. Hawaii baseball has been on the up. Totally. Um, they have been. You know, whether they've – you know, this year, I think, yeah, just a couple of unfortunate losses. But Hawaii baseball has been on the up. But I think to your point, to the level of where the Mountain West is and the level the Big West is, is very different. But let's talk about the value. I'm, I'm, before I even say it, I'm curious what you'd say on value. When you're asking the question, is, this, is, is, it, is the value better for, for Hawaii or is the value better for the conference? I'm curious on how you see the value outside of just competition. So, again, I'm playing Gloria Navarez here. Hi, Gloria. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Josh? You're going to laugh at my corny jokes like you did in the last interview? No, but you can see now what I was hinting at in our conversation <laughs> about San Diego State shortly leaving the conference. <laughs> now I know. Now you know what I was alluding to. And for hey. those listening, we did have her on the show last week, and we asked her about San Diego State staying, and she goes, eh, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Yeah. So Anyway. Anyway. Value that I'm looking at here is what would the value be for all of UH sports adding to the Mountain West? Mm-hmm. Other than adding a territory, Hawaii, I don't I don't know what else that mm-hmm. it brings. Mm-hmm. I is that a territory that you need? That's right. In other sports, are they desiring that? Uh, I I'm Hunter again. I, I'm not Gloria. Hi, I can't, Hunter. Yep, I, I can't quite answer I feel that. Like you need the uh, hello. My name is I tag do. on I your shirt. That. Um, back to what the value for Hawaii gets, though, I, to which I think is the main reason why Stephen wrote this article. Mm-hmm. The value would, would be great for us to be an all-sports member. So I feel like there's more for us gaining here than there is for Mountain West gaining here, is my point. At least that's my my view on this. See, I don't even, I don't even know that Hawaii gets better value being in the Mountain West in all-sports. Um, for for a number of reasons, let's 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 start with uh, with basketball. Okay, you know you might get more games on network TV. Uh, that being CBS Sports Network and Fox, they have the rights to the Mountain West. Um, but that also means that's less inventory for uh, the good folks at Spectrum, and you know that's stuff that they rely on for you know their network. Um, you know, with, with Spectrum Sports, you're gonna have more games that are picked up on on cable TV. That's less games that you get um, with your um, you know with your your local TV partner that spends a couple million dollars a year on University of Hawaii rights. So there's that. Um, there is travel. You know, the one thing that Hawaii has right now is the convenience of being able to travel in conference. You're really either traveling through. Um, Long Beach, or you're traveling through Sacramento. And very few times, and I've been on some of these trips, very few times are you flying through LAX or Ontario, the official airport of the Big West Conference, and it is heck expensive. Hmm. Um, very few times do you do you fly anywhere else. It's Long Beach, Sacramento, and there is the convenience of it. Um, you know, with your with your partnership with with Hawaiian Airlines and and so on, it's it's good. 
you you've got the comfort of knowing what hotels you're going to stay in with uh you know with with your travel agent you know where you're going you're not going as far as new mexico you're not going as far as boise um your travel's pretty simple travel costs are a burden for hawaii schools hmm. um I still think back to UH Hilo when I saw that budget number a couple of years ago. Three quarters of its budget is spent on travel for a Division II school with schools in Hawaii. Hmm. That with with nobody else on island, you're still traveling to Northern and Southern California and Oahu, and you're and you're traveling to other places. You're going to be adding more mileage, more money, more likely than not. On, um, you know, on on traveling to Wyoming and uh, Boise and New Mexico and so on in not just basketball, but in sports that don't get the same kind of revenue like baseball and softball and soccer and so on. And, And that can be, you know, that can be costly burdens. We just saw the report from USA Today last week that Hawaii finished in the black last year, budget-wise. And one of David Matlin's best qualities was that he could balance a budget. Hmm. And he made strides in trying to get Hawaii closer to the overall even, where at one point they were in the red by quite a bit, and it, and it drew some scrutiny. Um, if, could, you're, if you're – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Just Could this be an opportunity, though? You know, we've talked about it in terms of more on the stadium topic of – Dreaming bigger. Uh-huh. I'm thinking more along the lines of for basketball, with Mountain West having much, many more bids to mm-hmm. the tournament than the Big West. Well, only because you've got good teams. But if if the Mountain West has a bad year, you're back to a one bid league. Mm. Mountain West is not guaranteed anything, but they've been fortunate that San Diego State has been consistently good. You've had Boise at times. You've had UNLV at times. Fresno. Fresno. I've seen them on the bracket. Yeah. um, Just not consistently, but Fresno's been around there. Um, UNLV. Yeah. But it's certainly not – you're not guaranteed three bids to the Mountain West. Um, And a a down year can bring you right back to one. Um, So that's not a – that's that's a gamble every year. Hmm. One thing that, that Hawaii would bring technically is a, is a venue that is very similar to playing at the Thomas and Mac or, or at Viejas at San Diego State uh, that would bring you a, a venue on, on, on that end of things. But um, I, I just don't it's, – it's a bigger gamble. If you want to get into the tournament, right – and yeah, I saw that, and I'll, I'll read that in a moment. Steven should call in. I think Steven wanted to Give call in. Give us a call, Steve. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Look, the but the other thing is you actually have a better chance of getting into the tournament through the Big West. It's just the problem is that that Hawaii hasn't been good enough in the Big West, and so it's like, all right, what what are we counting on being not good enough in the Big West? If you're not good enough in the Big West right now, then how good are you going to be in the Mountain West? Hawaii played UNLV last year in Henderson and lost by double digits. And UNLV was not a top three or four team in the Mountain West. Yeah. So, what what are you? San Diego really, State's basketball team probably would have. Uh, yeah. Smoked what us. what are what are you looking at there? 
Um, baseball, the Big West is a better baseball league. Maybe you want a better chance of getting into the into the NCAA. Sure, okay. The Mountain West is less teams. The Mountain West also plays in ballparks where you could you know you could hit home runs aplenty. Maybe not the most beneficial. Um, you probably need a bunch more non-conference games too to fill out that schedule. That's not necessarily a positive. And and here's the other thing. We'll go to break here in a second. The other thing is, we talk about basketball, right? What are you going to be basing these decisions on? If you're going to make this push to be like, all right, well, you know, could we get our sports in? Are, are we prioritizing men's basketball, which right now, for the most part last year, couldn't even fill half of Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center? Yep. Maybe had, what, uh, one or two sellouts? You know, its best games were Christmas Day, Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic, and senior night, but more often than not has been around the 4,000 level? Or are you going to look at one of your highest productive sports, which is men's volleyball, which has had more sellouts in the last few years, which is consistently, I think in, in conference play, you've been seeing crowds of six, seven, eight winning championships. They're in a good spot right now in the Big West. Are you going to risk that? I think these are these are where the decisions come in. That it's it's you know it's it's great to to dream. I, I I'm I'm all good with dreaming, but I also feel like the business person at heart here that that also says, well, how realistic and how smart is it? Because like San Diego State counting its chickens before it actually hatches. Do you want to be that school that says, hey, uh, Mountain West, what about us to, to fill all these voids? And then they come back and they look at you funny. And then all of a sudden you're kind of wondering, well, if they say no, then oh, what, are, what what about us? Like if, if they say no to, to – and, and they don't see the value in us, then well, what, what about us? Mm-hmm. I, I, I would hate to be in a position where I'm rejected. No one wants to be in a position where they're rejected. And I'm not talking about relationships necessarily. I'm talking about uh, college football relationships. Hmm. That's where I think being very careful is important. Like, I wouldn't go to the Mountain West and be like, hey, you want our basketball and baseball and soccer programs? Unless I had a good hunch talking to other conference presidents and ADs that you're seriously considered. I don't want to embarrass myself going to Gloria Navarra's and bringing that idea up if there is no intent on that happening whatsoever. I don't. I, I have wondered, and we've talked about this, in, in an age of value for a conference where Hawaii's value lies. And Gloria Navarra's, to her credit, um, told us about how she feels about Hawaii's value with its leadership, and she's on board with it, and she supports it. Uh, I wouldn't want to do anything to hurt that where it currently is at the moment. It's true. Uh, your thoughts, you can text us. There's Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. You can call us at uh, 808-296-1420 as well. Uh, we do want to remind you, we have uh, uh, the Really Big Road Show. I was about to say, uh, it's called Coach. Uh, the Really Big Road Show, which is coming up tomorrow, 5 to 7 at Growler, Hawaii. Uh, we're going to talk with Ula Rowe, who is the uh, assistant coach uh, with uh, Rainbow Wahine Soccer. 
uh, June Jones, uh, former Hawaii head coach, and Craig Angelus, uh, director of athletics. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is a conversation we have with him. Maybe, uh, maybe that might be too heavy of a conversation for Growler. On the first one. On the first yeah. combo with him. Um, I think if you stay tuned, Ooh. You, uh, you might hear of a better form for that. Hint, hint. Happy hour specials I don't need to hint at. <laughs> 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for the really big road show at Crowler, Hawaii, here on ESPN Honolulu. Traffic right now. Sports Center update. Another look at traffic is on the way. What do you get when you combine jocks and food? Different smells. No, it's actually athletes. You didn't have, you didn't see the read, so you didn't, you didn't get where I was going with that. I didn't. I'm sorry. Uh, athletes is what you get when you combine jocks and food. Now you get the whole better than thing. jocks and smells. Yes. Uh, join Cole Malsoff on our YouTube channel or ESPNHonolulu.com. The latest episode. He sits down with former UH volleyball player Kanai Akana, and they enjoy some grinds from Asahi Grill. It's brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, Hawaii's best bank. Um, here, here's the other thing on, uh, what we were talking about with the Mount West and, and the whole notion potentially of Hawaii wanting to ask about whether it could have all its sports in. I worry about the travel subsidy part mm. right now. Um, you know, we're paying for the Mount West schools to come in here. I would worry that the Mountain West, if it wanted to play leverage, would be like, okay, yeah, uh, we'll consider it. But in order to do that, uh, you're going to have to pay travel subsidies in all these other sports to bring in teams from New Mexico and, and San, Die- uh, San Diego, San Jose, Wyoming to come here for sports like soccer and basketball and baseball. And I, I worry about that because I don't know that that is something that you would want to handle if you're uh, balancing Hawaii athletics budget. Yeah, yeah. I, this is a topic that I almost don't want to venture down, <laughs> just for the sake of keeping vibes as good as possible. Sometimes you just can't. Like it, it's like the more you like scratch at this, uh, like a scar, you, you're you're gonna you're gonna get some blood. Yeah, but you know what? That's business. I, I get mean... it, but man, I I want to keep this. I'm going to keep this the way it is for as long as possible and then deal with whatever comes if it does change. Well, you know, and that's why if you take it from that point, I think the Big West thing is is fine. Hmm. I think being in the Big West for all of these sports um, is okay. Um, it's, it's not the perfect solution, but I think it's the best solution for what we have at the moment. And I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Not, not to say I'm okay with okay, but... Um, I don't want to see Hawaii in a difficult position. Traffic here, Sports Center in three minutes. It's off the bench. This is ESPN Honolulu. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. You can uh, call in at 808-296-1420. You can text the Zephyr Insurance text line at 808-296-1420. By the way, in here within the last half hour, uh, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, is under investigation. Allegations of assault battery at a marina in Miami Beach. This is being reported by a radio station there in Miami. 
Hill allegedly hit a marina employee during a disagreement. The employee, and I'm not sure if it is a male or female employee, doesn't I don't know, slapped the employee on the back of the head. The employee has declined to press charges. The Dolphins have acknowledged the incident, saying, and I quote, we are aware of the situation and have been in contact with Tyreek, his representatives in the NFL. We will reserve further comment at this time. So uh, that is uh, that's what we're getting from the Miami Dolphins after uh, this alleged incident that uh, that took place. Again, this was uh, I don't think it says uh, oh, Sunday is when it says that uh, that this happened. So uh, we'll follow that and we'll see how uh, how everybody kind of kind of handles that moving forward, especially the Dolphins and especially the National Football League and how they decide uh, they want to handle that moving forward. Uh, all of our guests appear courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline. I believe, uh, are we going to get someone here? Uh, we're trying to get on the line with uh, Stephen Sai. Oh, okay. Yes. So we may get we may get Stephen here in a moment. Stephen had his column in the uh, Honolulu Star Advertiser. And uh, read it. I, 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 I tell you, read it. Uh, if you don't have a subscription to the Star Advertiser, get a subscription. Or uh, just go down to uh, the, uh, the latest... Uh, a box. That's gonna sound really old school. The uh, the newspaper boxes that are on the sidewalk. Oh yeah. Put some coins in and uh-huh. grab a newspaper and don't cheat and grab five. You just need one. That's right. Don't. The newspapers need your uh, undivided support. One quarter at a time. That's right. Yeah. Or well, in this case, now does it cost like three or four for a paper? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Back in my day. That's right. I remember when. Who, who, who am I to say that? Back in my day would be a Greg Cody thing, and Greg Cody's like twice my age. Uh, Stephen Sy, the author of that column in the Honolulu Star Advertiser, is with us now, uh, courtesy of the Aloha Kia Hotline. Um, Stephen, I appreciate you writing a column that we can all uh, think about and uh, and be smarter about and uh, and have a good conversation about. So uh, I appreciate you writing it. G- give me an idea of kind of what led you in this direction to uh, to to think of this angle here with Hawaii and the uh, Mountain West situation? Well, we all have to do columns once a week, and uh, usually <laughs> I think of my columns as a one in the morning on a Monday. But uh, <laughs> this one I was actually I just want to actually thought about for like half an hour or so. <laughs> but um, the main the, the main thing is that this isn't an idea like out of a vacuum and everything. This is actually something that's sort of been talked about in UH circles. Because um, one of the big concerns um, is that um, Hawaii is a football-only member of the Mountain West, and that's the, the team that's easiest to get kicked out of. And I think there has been some concern with the changing landscape, like how much you know, hold does, you know, does Hawaii have in, in the league? And right now they don't have much voting power. They don't share in the, the television revenue of, of, the, of the Mountain West receipts. So there, there's a big concern about that. And, you know, as Hunter knows, as a golfer, that there's a difference between a being a full member and being an associate member. And Hawaii is sort of like that, the mm. one where like the plus one that they guess kind of a member. They don't really have any say. So, it, uh, so I think one of the things is they want to just perhaps just see, you know, check the tires. Like, hey, could we fit in? Uh, would we work? And um, I, I think that's one of the things that, uh, as you talked about. It, it's this wouldn't be a decision. Um, or a recommendation by the commissioner because the commissioner doesn't really have any influence. The commissioner just represents the president and the athletic directors. And I think this would have to come at that level to see whether, the, you know, 
Hawaii would be a, a better fit as a uh, all sports member. But uh, and another big problem that they have is in the Big West, Hawaii has no Jews. Every time they keep getting outvoted, I think it's ten to one on everything. Whether mm. it's scheduling, it's it's everything, and it's, that's because you know all the other schools are in California, and uh, every time Hawaii sort of proposes something like uh, like say a baseball tournament, it, it just seems everything gets shot down all the time. And it, it seems that's uh, you know everyone thinks well it's closer and everything, but again, Hawaii is the outsider in the Big West because you know all the other teams are are in California, and so hey. It, doesn't hurt to check it out, especially the way the landscape keeps changing. I mean, I, I guess if you're going by that thinking, Hawaii is technically the outsider anywhere it is, really. Right. But the, the deal is, though, uh, Hawaii, um, the Mountain West schools, they, they have played together. They, they were all in the same leagues in the, um, in the, in the WAC. So these aren't unfamiliar teams. This is essentially, you know, graduates of, or, uh, of the old WAC. And so um, I think it wouldn't be um, a, a new situation like you know they, they have played the Mexico's and other sports they, you know they they have uh, you know played Utah State in basketball a lot and things like that so it it would be just a reinserting a reinserting into what they used to have before if they wanted to go that route. Steve, could you see this being high on the priority list of our new athletic director? I think um, I think he's probably looking at just trying to see where Hawaii's going to fit in the future. And I know it's easy to say right now, well, okay, it's probably uh, easier to go to California for the other sports, for, for the travel and the, the money thing. But I think you have to kind of look long-term, like what is the situation going to be in two years, three years? What is the Mountain West going to look like? What's, you know, where, where's the Big West going to fit in the whole big picture? And, and um, I, I wouldn't worry about men's volleyball. Men's volleyball will always find a place because it's the most popular um, program, I think, in men's volleyball. So, I mean, it, it could go back to the, the um, NPSF you know, and be reunited because they they were in that league before and uh, or they could stay in the Big West or uh, but there's always going to be a place for um, UH men's volleyball because that is the leader in, in, in that sport. Uh, the thing I think about with um, you know, at, at, at least in the Big West, yeah, Hawaii might get outvoted a little bit, but at least in the Big West, there's this assurance that you have continuity that you know that the conference isn't going anywhere um, that. It's probably not going to gain any new members, but it's probably not going to lose any either unless you leave. That there is maybe the safe bet is you you know nothing's going to change there, and and that that continuity could be a good thing. Yeah, the other thing I worry about um, the Big West is just the um, the financial support of it. I mean, a couple of years ago they almost lost UC Riverside, and these are mm. talking about schools that don't invest a lot into their facilities or their programs, athletic programs. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a nice fit for Hawaii. It's, it's a nice matchup, but I think um, the, uh, in the future, where, where, how, you know, how much of an impact will it have or where, where will its status be? And that's a little bit of concern about the Big West because it just seems to be a league that's not overly uh, um, praised, I guess, nationwide. Realistically, um, Stephen size with us, um, courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline. Re- realistically, Stephen, what is the likelihood from your perspective that the Mountain West goes and says, "All right, yeah, we'll, um, you know, we'll 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 bring Hawaii in for more than just football"? Do you see that as realistic, or do you think that that is uh, more in our best interest and not as much theirs? I think they would be open to it, especially if San Diego State leaves. Uh, I think it would be better than trying to recruit some of the um, other schools to try to fill that that void. Um, but 
the way it works in Hawaii and the way everything works, probably nothing's going to happen. It's kind of like the stadium, right? <laughs> I mean, uh... it's a great talk. It's like a great situation, <laughs> but, you know, nothing's going to happen. But, I mean, I think this is something that they, they, they've talked about. Why not maybe explore it? Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's an idea you float, maybe you make a proposal. But in the long run, the way things are here, yeah, nothing will probably happen. Steven, I'm going to have to uh, send an apology letter to the FCC. The uh, S word that you just uttered is uh, is one of the now eight band words <laughs> in Hawaii radio. <laughs> stadium. Stadium. I didn't say which stadium, though, right? <laughs> There's an R word as well <laughs> that we don't say. <laughs> Wait, what's the R word? Rail. Oh, uh, well, oh. that's that's for the news talkers. Ah, that's that's my not fault. that's not okay. for us. Uh, the R well, word I, is I something think, we can speak fun of. I think the rail is a great idea. I, I, I just passed the, the traffic on the H1 heading westbound, so we do need a rail. But you know what we probably need too, and this is what we need at uh, at the Chingfield too is we need bathrooms. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. We need bathrooms on the rail, and we don't need porta potties at uh, Chingfield. Steven speaking my language. Uh, Steven, thank you for making sense. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, I'll, I'll, see you soon. I'll, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you in Vegas next month. All right. Take care. All Bye. right. That's uh, that's Steven Sai uh, calling in from the uh, Honolulu Star Advertiser, courtesy of the Aloha Kia Hotline. I think we all. Um, I, I think we all can agree. I think Liz in, in the other room can agree, even though she doesn't. She she's just busy on the phone, not really paying attention to us. I think we all can agree. <laughs> Porter potties are not the solution at the Clarence T. C. Ching Athletics Complex. Certainly not for our se- season ticket holders. I, I guess the question though would have to be, where do you put them, or where where do you build a permanent restroom facility? At the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. Hmm. That's I mean, hard. There, you got to think about dead space. And there's not a lot of it. Not a lot of it, but there is some. Is there enough? I think you've got some space on, I guess it would be the northwest corner. Mm-hmm. Um, on the outside part of the fence right there by our media entrance, actually. Okay, yeah. You, you have space right there for a smaller bathroom, little facility right there. Um, potentially on the other side of the field, I've talked at length to you off the air about the misuse of those old sand volleyball courts mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the most logical spot if we were to build something. Right. Um, yeah. I want to make the um, the baseball people upset here. Um, the less. but for uh, no, not not necessarily the less, but okay. for the for the interest of finding space, you were mentioning that I think I know where you're talking about in that northwest corner. Yep. If you take that parking lot, which is which is there to the first base side of Les Murakami Stadium, uh, if you take that parking lot, yep, and turn it into a bathroom facility that would be a you know decent enough size for um, you it's know true. a line of people that's not taking you all around the corner. Maybe that's a space for it. The tough thing is, and you know how how some places are with the no reentry policies that they have. Technically, if you're going to do that or, or any idea you might possibly have, technically you're leaving the facility and then trying to come back in. So you'd have to be kind of lax on that a little bit. But I feel like you. In order to have a 
decent enough space. I feel like that's the only place you really have. Yeah, other than right outside of our locker room, mm-hmm. there's kind of a dirt little kind of parking area that yeah. is kind of more used on the service side for the, the travel. Uh-huh. The travel guys, that's where they pull the truck up and then fill the truck up with um, travel stuff for yeah. the team. Yeah. Um, but there, there is space right there um, adjacent to those unused uh, sand volleyball courts. So, One other place that I'm thinking of, is that L&L still closed? The one um, close to the water polo facility? Yeah I, yeah, I haven't been on campus in a while, but uh, I mean, it... Last time I was there, it was closed. Close. I was disappointed because I wanted to get lunch before doing the afternoon show from there, and uh, it was definitely closed. And uh, I went hungry for three hours. Um, I don't know if anybody's Sorry. been in. <laughs> what was me? Uh, I don't know if anybody's been in that area recently. But if that L and L is still closed, yep. I don't know. Turn that into like a mini facility. I think we. we you, I, I think what could have been thought of is you had to put concessions somewhere and you I mean you do technically have a few restrooms here and there just in in the the um the building portion where yep. we go up for for our broadcast technically there there's a few it's not a lot yep. not everybody can get in there um but there's a few it's just not enough and as you add more seats it it becomes less feasible um you really need Multiple places. You do. You, need, you definitely need one on the north and south side. Yes. At the very least. Yeah. You can't expect older uh, game goers to mm-hmm. walk 50, you know, 50, 60, 70 yards to get to the bathroom. Yeah. We have to think about those people. You know what else, uh, uh, like the rail that uh, the Clarence T. Seaching Athletics Complex needs? What? A newsstand. Ooh. We, we joked about this yesterday. That's right. So you can buy a $3.50 Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottle and pay like 4 bucks for chips for anybody that's been to a newsstand at the stadium recently. And unsalted peanuts. Something we wouldn't eat anywhere else on earth. Yeah, who eats unsalted peanuts? Who, who does that? I don't that's, know, but that they is, sell them is, at every big league that ballpark. Is, that is so boring. Sorry, if I'm going to eat peanuts, they're boiled. And the hot dog that's much bigger than the bun. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, we we all can't have Costco hot dogs. We we all can't live the luxurious life of the dollar hot dog and drink. Uh, our M Dyer Global scoreboard is brought to you by M Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. The Giants have scored just as many runs as the amount of dollar bills it takes to buy a Costco hot dog. It's two one Padres. Uh, bottom four. Uh, we're we're listening to that game on our sister station, CBS 1500, and that went right over Hunter's head. I thought you were going to play off of that, and uh, nope, you just left me high and dry. Sorry, brother. Thank you. I, I'm very appreciative of that. Um, Tennessee falls in the Men's College World Series. They lose to LSU 5-0, so Maui Ahuna uh, and the Vols have been eliminated. So have the Golden Eagles of Oral Roberts. Uh, they are out. TCU defeats them. Six to one in that elimination game. That's your M Dyer Global scoreboard brought to you by M Dyer Global. Always on the move. Traffic here. It's off the bench. ESPN Honolulu. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight. Wanna let loose. I was dreaming. 
coming up in just about 15 minutes. So the NFL really wants to crack down on gambling. They've put out some guidelines on that. Can they really do it? That's something we'll uh, talk about coming up in a little bit. Let's tie some loose ends from last hour, shall we? Love it. Um, I asked the question about whether the L&L is still open on campus right near the uh, the water polo um, the pool, and you got an answer. I did. Our good friend Colin Schaeffer. The, uh, what's up, coach? What's up, coach? Um, the uh, film and video coordinator for UH football uh, texted in and let us know that they are actually looking to get a new um, restaurant on campus down there. Nice. They can't speak as to what mm-hmm. That's restaurant fine. is going to be there, unfortunately. Uh, but they, there are reports that they're getting a new one. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think water polo fans can be very happy about that, uh, that you can go grab something to eat and uh, watch a water polo match. And uh, for UH, you can enforce the uh, no bringing outside food if you uh for real want to have a, a restaurant there though the, the, i've been to a, a water polo match in the past so much fun so much fun if you if Intense. you have a chance to do it go uh and, and uh water polo is really good too mm-hmm. uh make sure you go to that um we were doing back in my day only because uh devin thought i was old <laughs> old so he's like, yeah, you could you could do it. Thanks. Uh, Patrick texts into us at uh, 808-296-1420. I met an older insurance claims adjuster. Back in his day, when a vehicle accident occurred, he had to take photos from a film camera, take it to Long's, get it developed, send the photos with his report to the insurance office, then the main office would issue a check, this process would take a month or more. Today, you take pictures with your phone. You get your check within a day. Back in my day, <laughs> the life of an insurance claims adjuster. We could probably go through every single profession and do a back in my day. Back in my day, there were steroids in baseball. Back in my day, when if you wanted to send a document to somebody... <laughs> You sent it through fax machine. Yep. Find someone that still has one that's not – better yet. Better yet. Find someone who's using one. Yeah. Not necessarily who has one. A pager. <laughs> find, find someone who has any of those things. AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. Find anyone using any of those things. Bring them to me, and we'll uh, we'll we'll set them straight. MySpace. We got a text, by the way, saying what is taking over the uh, the L and L location. Um, hate to break it to you, we don't know. Yeah, someone's saying what they believe it is. So, uh, I'll 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 leave that to yep. uh, to waiting for an announcement on we, that. We 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 don't have any hard news on that. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna break news necessarily there. Um, <laughs> See, I, I'm seeing the text real time, and it doesn't even say which one exactly it is. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll leave it there. Also, uh, one more text on the back in my day, Josh. You remember this? It's a photo of the the uh, I guess it's the art for the Mighty Heroes. It's a cartoon. I'll show you the Mighty Heroes. Oh, okay. 
Does that look familiar to you? Nope. Doesn't look familiar to me either. Uh, so, no, I don't remember that. And I don't know when the Mighty Heroes came out. That I don't was know probably before was, you and I. I. Probably. I'm telling you, if if it was in our era, I would recognize it. It looks like the kind of cartoonish work that is similar to the Jetsons. Yep. And uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, it, it would. <laughs> of course I wouldn't know this. It started in 1966. Yeah. I was not born Our parents in probably 1966. knew Mighty Heroes. Um, and it ran for one season with Dang. 21 episodes. Yeah. No, we don't well, know that well, one. What do you think? I'm in my 50s? What? <laughs> I feel insulted. Devin thinks I could do back in my day. Let him know how texter, old you are, Josh. Texter from the 561 thinks I'm in my 50s. How old are you? I'm in my mid-30s. There we go. My gosh. I, I I feel like I'm just getting hit on all sides today. Josh, you're old. Josh getting L's on a Tuesday. Paul, please don't say that. Paul's dialing in now at 808-296-1420. Paul, be nice. Millennial. No. <laughs> you know, uh, hey, the, the banks still use facts. That's not a joke. They still use facts. It's It's... There's something secure about it that that does make sense. The, mm. the banks itself okay. that makes sense because you don't want to encrypted send... and it can't really be intercepted. It's from yeah. one thing to the other, and that makes perfect sense. Hmm. Anyway, um, you know what uh, Gloria did, and you know what she should do? She should tell you know the Aztecs. They've already. She she should. She should do a John Wick on them. Propose a John Wick on They've offended the high table already. You cannot do that. So she should say, okay, you, you know what? How about you want a free ride? You don't want to pay tens of millions? Beat everyone this coming season. Be, be the, uh, you know, the Mountain West King. Ooh. Ooh, pretty good, huh? Put a target on them. They're they're already they already have a target on them. They've made us. They've made everybody in the conference mad. So, you know, and you know, just just do that. I mean, you you know, the other thing is, especially with Hawaii, the different topic. You know, we we gotta we gotta get back. We gotta get on track because there's a gentleman who has showed us we cannot be this, oh, woe is me, you know, uh, lower thinking Hawaii, you know, woe is us. That man is E.M. Tongi, okay? We all need to look at this guy, and this, this guy had every disadvantage, but what did he do? He became a champion of TV, right? We, we cannot be, you know, we, we got we to gotta just get our senses together and say, if Tongi can do it, this young man, we can get that stadium. We can turn the Manoa Stadium into something huge. We got to apply ourselves. The more you know. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, thank you, Paul. Whew. Um, I haven't seen John Wick, so I'll start there. So I don't, I don't know necessarily the reference to John Wick. John Wick is worth watching. Okay, good to know. So you know that reference. <laughs> um, Barely. 
but uh, the, there were some leaps taken there that I was not ready some for. great leaps. The Iam Tongi great <laughs> leap, especially. Um, Thank uh, you for the call, Paul. Uh, Ian Tong- Iam Tongi um, achieved something that was incredible. Uh, but to relate that to what we're doing here is um, that is that yeah no, sorry. I I I'm a I'm a fan of optimism. I'm not a fan of of jumping over the moon without having think, anything to catch yourself. I think winning American Idol might actually be easier than uh, putting together a decent stadium in Hawaii. Says the person who tried to sing a, a children's show theme song. Oh no, I killed it. <laughs> didn't try nailed it well i have nothing to go off of so i can't say you didn't nail it mm-hmm. um from coming from someone who can't sing i would probably say that yeah winning american idol is easier than bureaucracy yep winning winning american idol is different uh is is maybe easier than trying to get the legislature to give you money for a very good reason. It's kind of sad that we've been forced to feel this way, um, but we have been conditioned for this. We're waiting on money to fix the turf at Les Murakami Stadium. And I don't know if there is any legislator that might be listening to this program right now when it comes to money that should be appropriated for that. But let me give you the word that everybody uses about that turf. Dangerous. They call that turf, which is past its shelf life, yep. dangerous. Do you want to be okay with sitting there and saying, eh, nah, it's fine. Dangerous, eh, no big deal. Do you want to wait for someone to get hurt yeah. on that it's just dangerous a turf? And you, you, you're waiting for that? Good, that will be on your hands. Dangerous. Yeah, bureaucracy sucks. It's life, but it is what it is. Um, please don't equate Ian Tongi to that. I, I, I want to celebrate him yep. for, for what he did. Um, I also, it, on, on, on that vein as well, and I don't mean to take this on a separate tangent, but uh, I also want to use the Ian Tongi example as the example of how bleeping expensive it is to live here that someone with the kind of talent and ability that he has um, was priced out of living here and went somewhere else and, uh, you know, w- was able to win American Idol. It, we we still claim Ian Tongi is our own because he lived here. Yep. He, you know. Um, it's incredible. In- incredible young man. But it's so expensive to live here. That he and his family couldn't stay here. I I, I want to also make that distinction. I, and granted, we are relitigating something from a month ago, but I want to make sure that that point is made very clear. Yep. Uh, you can text us. There's Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. You can call us at uh, 808-296-1420. You can send us... Um, your tweets as well at Josh on the radio at all around ATH underscore TV uh, texter from the four nine seven. Did you see the webinar last week concerning the marketing of the stadium project? Texter says, I don't expect any organization to bid on the project. 
Uh, I did not. And um, I, I will be very blunt about it. I, I did not see that marketing effort. Um, I wish that and, and maybe it was and it just wasn't available to us. But I, I wish they made that something kind of inclusive so that we could have heard that marketing plan. Um, but that is the you know, let's let's save this for when we come back. I, I'm just jumbling the the itinerary for this hour because I said we'd get to Draymond and we didn't. Uh, then I said we can get to the NFL here in the next few minutes and we're not. Um, but this is the uphill climb for the uh, the S word, <laughs> the stadium. This is the uphill climb. How are you supposed to market the interest in this? That's coming up after traffic. You're listening to Off the Bench. That's Hunter Hughes. I'm old. It's ESPN Honolulu. It is Off the Bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Great to have you in. All of our guests appear courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline. See you in a Kia. Visit alohakia.com. I got... um, I, I got a little bit sidetracked because we were reading a story during the break. I'm going to save it uh, for the end of the show. If we have uh, time for final words. Um, it's a doozy. Yeah. It's it's one of those um, daytime soap operas that they cancel after a season. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of doozy it is. Days of Our Lives is not picking it up. No. It's that bad. There's also a reason why um, daytime soap operas are getting canceled. Or they they're being, or they're being put on streaming. Okay, why? Because uh, it's not, it's not working. NBC did that; they canceled all of them, uh, or put them on streaming so they could put news on in the midday. That's what they see uh, more value in. So, texture from the four nine seven. I guess this person saw the, uh, the 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 marketing of the stadium project, and I quote in this text: "Question." If the stadium seats need to be repaired after 20 years, who would be responsible? The answer by the representative, who I guess was in this marketing plan, whoever built the stadium. They said, okay. <laughs> well, I think that's one of my questions is, and I've, I've never really gotten a firm answer on it, because we know the thing with with the private entity is – you are in charge of you're going to put whatever money you're going to put into it. So you're going to build it. Your part of that money is maintaining it. You're going to have to maintain it for X amount of years. When it's maintained to the standard after X amount of years as per the contract, you then give it to the uh, to the state. So the state then takes over the stadium. So you're telling me, if I'm hearing that correctly, that whoever built the stadium will be owning and managing the stadium for, or I mean not owning, but managing the stadium and its maintenance for 20 years at least. Is is that what's going to be in the contract? Is the state going to take it over sooner? Like, what, what is the expectation to happen? Um, I, I think these are some of the things that would be be nice to kind of uh, kind of clear up there. But I think bigger picture, we've talked about this up to the point that even they they had announced that it was going to be somewhat um you know they they're, they're going to redo the RFPs and they gave the timeline i still don't know what the sales pitch is to a potential developer for a stadium i i i honestly don't know why someone would come in on state land 
spend money of your own or your, your group's own along with public funds, build a stadium, and then ultimately give it up. Hmm. After putting all this money in to build and maintain to someone else's standard and then give it away. I don't get that. To me, that's almost like taking your money and then taking your property. At, at least that's that's the way I look at it. And you know, maybe I'm in a in a kind of a, a mood about it because we were just talking earlier about a story in Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas um, is looking to build a um, an, an NBA arena. They think they can get an expansion team, and they think LeBron James could own it. And so they're talking about potentially um, – I think it was initially three. I think it's now $10 billion, and they're looking at gaming, and they're looking at hotel, and then the arena. And they're talking about no public funding. Wow. Zero. And I don't know. They could get that done if they if they play their cards right. They could get that done before Aloha Stadium is done or whatever the stadium is going to be called in 2028. Remember what they were talking about with Vegas? Private developer, baseball stadium on the strip where, where the Tropicana is. Maybe it could get done by 2027. Some private funding, which I think they've had a little bit of trouble with, but uh, they think they could get that done in 2027. See, problem is, and I, and I, and I know other people are kind of like, uh, um, why does it take so long? Remember, nothing's going to get demolished or built until 2025 if – Everything goes the way that it's supposed to go. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still going to be a three-year build like other places. It's just it's going to be another two-plus years before we get to the three-year build. Um, you see all these examples of what can be done. and Quick action. Yes. And it's made me think that we need something – that could potentially help us here. And I and I read Vegas, and I, there's going to be a gambling component too, because it, it's Vegas. Um, I see what other states are incorporating into professional sports and the like, and it, it, it is bringing me back to one thing. Gambling here. And what we don't have, and maybe this is a great opportunity to bring it bring this conversation up again about legalizing some form of of gambling in this state we had this conversation before the show i want to want to bring this in and and we'll get to the nfl part of the gambling stuff here in a moment but um it has to be done right how can you do it right and how can you quell some of these fears that people have about some of the effects that it has so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that because i do think Bigger picture with the stadium, I think there has to be a component of that, and, and we'll share that in a moment. Traffic on the way, it's off the. Yeah, I can get behind anything. Uh, coming up, final words, including this headline. I wonder uh, if people have an idea of what this headline might mean. You do already, because we, we talked about this during the break. Spare relationship. Causes awkward split. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that unless you have read that headline, you have no idea where that is going. And trust me, I read the article. Pretty clever. And even halfway through the article, I was not expecting where it ended up going. 
that coming up as part of our final words coming up in just a little bit. I am convinced, Hunter, that with the new stadium and I think uh, just kind of where this is supposed to take the state uh, when, when we think about elevating sports in Hawaii. This is what a new stadium should do, right? Should elevate sports in Hawaii. It may be kind of questionable if it does. But at least from a emotional standpoint, it feels, hey, we're on the up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this even more so makes me believe that gambling does need to be a component of something in this state. Mm. Um, and if you want to think of, hey, let's um, let let's help a, a potential developer take care of maintenance costs by funding from from gambling, or um, you know, maybe it could uh, maybe it could lead to something else. I don't know, um, but I have said in the past, and I know there was a bill earlier this year that didn't make it through the legislature. And I had said at the time, I disagree. I I agree with wanting to see gambling in this state. I disagreed at the time about the method in which they wanted to do it. Um, I am a believer that we don't need to go all out like Las Vegas. I don't think we need to be like Las Vegas. There, There is only one Las Vegas. Yep. We send people there. We don't need to do that. I am a believer, Hunter, that I think if we're going to look at maybe ways that can help bring some revenue into the sports market or other areas, legalize one thing and one thing only. Online sports betting. That's it. We don't we don't need a casino with tables. We don't need um, you know we don't need slots at our airport. Just online betting. Put it on an app. Do it on a website. And track it. I don't even know that you need to make people pay tax to be able to do it. I don't. I don't know. Mm. But. People are already doing it. So you're you're not saying that a part of the new Aloha Stadium Entertainment District, they put a casino? No. No. Gotcha. Um, I can see where people might not like the idea of that, but I don't think we need to be like places that have it. Um, you know, I see what other people are doing. Like I was telling you earlier, Chicago, the Cubs yep. are opening up a place right next to Wrigley in conjunction with DraftKings. Right now, the gambling part's not legalized yet, but um, it's going to have food and drink and a bar, and so they're going to open that, that part up first. Eventually, once the gambling is legalized, they'll they'll open up that part right well, next to Wrigley. Well, th- think about even how big big corporate ESPN endorses and even supports sports gambling, even in their programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they talk about FanDuel and DraftKings, all yep. that kind of stuff. Throughout the entire sports year, um, it is no longer taboo like it once was. No. And it shouldn't be looked at as taboo here. You cannot, and I think people uh, people in government, um, I, I think, need to kind of open their eyes to realize you're not going to stop people who are already doing it under the table, if you will. Big um, time. You know, because they're, they're doing it. People are. I, I don't do it. Um, Me neither. Yeah, I, I, I work in radio. I, I'd like to keep all the money I have. Um, you know, but there are I'll people— I'll get into the occasional uh, Texas Hold'em game, though. Okay. 
But again, we're we're talking like twenty dollar buy in, mm-hmm. just with some buddies. Yeah, I just I, I if you realize you're not going to stop people from doing some of that on their own devices. Yep, on their own computers. Then at some point, I think you got to let it go, and I think you got to find a way to do that. Um, you know, with the the obvious thing of don't bet on UH games, don't bet on. You know, any if I don't think they allow D two stuff to be bet on, but don't anything local, nothing like that, and strictly not a not you know not a kiosk at at the new stadium like you know you go to Vegas and they have kiosks and stuff like that, not like that. Just simply phone and computer, hmm. and that's it. Um, and and track it all that way. I think it'd be easy to track if you're able to do that with some of these companies. See where that money can go toward. I'd like to see some of that. Benefit, maintenance, and upkeep at the stadium. I'd like to see that. Use the sports industry as a way to help Help sports in Hawaii. Hmm. Um, I I realize it's a reach. I know. Potentially, but not that much of a reach when you think about who the people – are that are participating in sports sports betting they're they're the fans here's the other reason i i bring it up too um because many leagues are heavily involved in that like i would hate to see uh, and i'll i'll throw out a really really wild idea let's say Lionel messi is Still playing soccer in 2028. I doubt it, but let's just run with the example. Yeah. He's, on, he's on the Five back more of years. his career. He's at Inter Milan. And let's say that they wanted to bring an exhibition. Inter Miami. Uh, yeah, correct. They want to they wanna go on a Pacific tour. And uh, they want to play some teams, West Coast, go across the Pacific. We're right there. And a lot of those leagues, they are involved in you know, stuff with, with the fan duels and the draft kings. And those partnerships could be very useful and very helpful. I'm a big believer in partnerships. And I, and I believe that if you don't have those partnerships, it's going to set you back. How Hawaii does not have any partnership with the fan duels, draft kings, et cetera, um, to me sets us back mm. because most everybody else is doing it. What are why are we not seeing what everybody else is? Maybe because they have pro teams and we don't. But why should that limit us and what we could get off of that? I I think it could lead to more sports opportunities when those relationships are there. That's what I'd like to see. In the grand scheme of things, how can sports betting and only sports betting help us in the long run? And trying to make this a little bit more of a sports destination than what we right now aren't. Because we don't have the venue. We don't have the relationships. We don't have anything to make us what we should be. And along those lines, you're probably expecting that we would partner with a bigger uh, online-only sports betting franchise. Or all of them. Yeah, potentially yeah. all of them with some restrictions on yes with the IP address that it's coming from. Mm-hmm. You cannot bet on Hawaii, Hawaii, yeah. Hawaii stuff, right? And people wondering, well, why can't we do that? This place is way too small. We do not want there to be anything 
getting in the mess of amateur sports here in Hawaii. You, you can't put that pressure on local coaches, yep. local athletes, our state's lone, it's not professional, but our biggest sporting draw is University of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So we cannot ever get in ugh, get in that weed, you know, mess of things, get, get in the weeds with that. That that would be horrible. Yeah. I, I I I really believe that this is this does not have to be rocket science. The the proposal that was brought out earlier this year was made to me to be too much and too intrusive mm. to really be considered as something to take up to the general public. I think back to what the Department of Hawaiian Homelands wanted. They wanted one casino in Kapolei, and you could only do X, you know, this and this, but but that was it. Again, overcomplicating. You don't need to overcomplicate it. The this is part of the problem. I think there are people here who think of gambling like gambling twenty years ago. Um, the the industry has has evolved. You know, I I think I said this, and I probably shouldn't say this on 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 the air, but I will. Um, you know, they have those shows sometimes. They're like an hour long, and they're like, "Hey, call this number," and for the pick of the week. Well, it's like 1999 called, and they wanted their their gambling resources back. Hmm. Nowadays, people don't need uh, you know an hour long infomercial to call a number. Nowadays, they go to a website, and in probably a minute, they know what they're doing. Nowadays, they go on their phone, they go to an app, and they know what they're doing. I think, I think there are people here who have not evolved to know what the industry is now. And, uh, and I think that's part of the problem. Once people do, yep. I think we, we have a better chance of seeing it here. And I think the industry in general here could be better for it. Um. I don't think it has to be looked at as like a taboo thing anymore because it's not elsewhere. And if if there was some way that it could help us at a high level and that <laughs> that's where, you know, I'm thinking about it right now. In order for that to be possible, you need legislative um participation. Yes. And regulation, yeah, and which then leads to: Do you trust them to carry this out accordingly? Because mm-hmm. we've been burnt by that in the past. Oh yes, we have. Yeah, that's that's my one thought here. Is mm-hmm. the only way that that would be possible is a lot of buy-in. See, this is a great segue because the NFL yep. is talking about gambling because we've had. Um, Several now former players who have been implicated in gambling on on games while they were playing, and I know they put out a, a thing about you know their gambling guidelines. You made a good point to me earlier today that good luck, good luck governing that. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we've been hearing more people who've done it in the past now are no longer in the game now with no repercussions. How are you gonna how are you gonna track that down now? Like that's the NFL, I, I think wants to show that it's on top of things. But who are you going to have to enforce? Yeah, and especially now with the invention of 
um, VPNs for mm-hmm. those at home verified private networks. And I don't want to necessarily uh, endorse that. No, but that exists. It does yeah. for you to at least digitally say that you are somewhere else than where you are, and put on a digital alias that you are someone else than who you are as well. Right. Good luck regulating all of this. So their their key rules. Don't bet in the NFL. Yep, there were six rules. Don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel. That one. <laughs> oh, I, I oh, just good. Stop it right there. I just listed the the VPN right there. Over. Yeah. yeah. The the only thing that tells me that you could get caught with that is a coach walking by, looking over your shoulder, and FanDuel is up on your phone. <laughs> That's the only thing. Yeah. Or the NFL's got a spy in your hotel. Which the NFL is full of people dumb enough to do that. Good point. Uh, three, don't have someone bet for you. Good luck. That could be also like a, like an FBI undercover guy. Hey, uh, can you place this bet for me? Yeah, sure. I also work for the NFL. Sorry, bud. Four, don't share team inside information. And that's in quotes. Yes. Five, don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. These are all obvious things. That one to me is the most easily regulated. Because, mm-hmm. hey, guess what, partner? All of those have security camera. Yeah, there's no VPN for that. No. And six, don't play daily fantasy football. Now, I don't know that. Well, I mean, you could regulate that if you know people's usernames. You can't really VPN that. I guess, but, man, you can come up with any username. Yeah, you could. Um but it's like, okay, you've, you've come up with these six rules. You know what they fell short on? What if you break them? That's right. We know they've handed out year, year-long suspensions, but if you're going to now you know, beef up your and reinforce your gambling policy, then you better be able to say, you know what, if you break this, it's not like we didn't warn you. We're going to come down with harsher punishments. That's the one thing the NFL really did miss here. You you want to you you want to be uh, maybe it was already just understood. This is what happened to Ridley, right? Calvin Ridley, yeah, with Atlanta. You you want to see what happens? Look at Ridley. Yeah, maybe I think they gotta, didn't have to. I think you got to be harsher than that now. Mm. Uh, final words in a moment, including the headline that uh, right now is the the nominee for headline of the year: spare relationship. Causes awkward splits. That's coming up in a moment. But first, uh, Dixie Grill has its sandwich fest going on all this month. That's Dixie Grill Barbecue and Crab Shack. Try a grilled pulled pork sandwich on Texas toast, a loaded Southwest grilled chicken sandwich, catfish pulled pork burger, and more. It's sandwich fest at Dixie Grill Barbecue and Crab Shack. Traffic, final words in a moment. It's off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. Off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Final words uh, coming up in a moment. Sports cards and collectibles in T-minus nine minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, that's coming up here on the program. I just wanted Darren to, to know uh, we, we're keeping tabs of exact time uh, to know when he's ready to go. And before final words today, I just want to brag. San Francisco Giants, second place in the National League West. That's right. We cheer for being runner-up in the division because of where we were at the beginning of the year. Eight consecutive wins after sweeping the Dodgers last weekend. 
winning in 10 innings yesterday with a two-run, uh, no, it's a three-run blast into the bay to end things in the 10th inning. You just watched Jock Peterson launch one over uh, right field one, hopping into the bay to tie the game at three, bottom of the eighth inning. That game is on our sister station, CBS 1500. And I should note, they announced today, Giants-Cardinals will play next year on this date at Rickwood Field. Uh, Rickwood Field is the place where the uh, Black Barons played. Oh, cool. Uh, Willie Mays played for the Black Barons there Mm -hmm. 75 years ago. Negro League. It's a tribute to the Negro League. Yep. Um, And so... uh, they had what someone had reported on this like last week, and they were calling it like a Field of Dreams game, which would have been wrong. And and I'm glad yep. that Major League Baseball in its statement today, um, you know, did not call it the Field of Dreams game. So it's not um, the same thing. Yeah, really cool. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm glad Major League Baseball is doing that. It will be uh, uh, Cardinals Giants next year. All right, uh, final words. This is a great headline uh, right now. Headline of the year from the Lufkin Daily News. This is in Lufkin, Texas, where great journalism, oh, I don't know, at least great headlines are written. The headline reads, (laughs) spare relationship causes awkward split. Now, that headline, what does it lead to? Well, a bowling coach who has uh, resigned. And why? The assistant bowling coach at Stephen F. Austin had an affair with a member of the bowling team. So uh, he is out. Um, There are so many twists to this story. So now you you get the spare relationship causes awkward split. All the bowling bowling references there in that headline, right? Yes. If you think that's all, it is not. First off, the assistant bowling coach... Um, how he, how this was discovered, his wife found out because his wife found a text message on his phone from the student athlete in question. And the wife is the head coach, by the way. Oh, you just kind of stole where I was going with that. I'm More sorry. on that in a moment. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the assistant bowling coach says to the newspaper, quote, it didn't have anything in detail. It was just about how amazing I am, basically, <laughs> in general perspective. Amber saw that and questioned me. And I got to the point where it just built up so much that I basically told her the truth after she dug through my phone. Close quote. <laughs> uh, it, it gets better. As you mentioned, his wife was the head coach. Oh she is still the head coach. He no longer is an assistant head coach. And uh, he used to not be a part of the coaching staff because he would be a stay-at-home dad while she was off coaching, and then he became a volunteer and helped out, then got hired. Oh, this is a great repayment for being hired. He earned his role. Uh, Yeah. And then lost it. Yeah. Um, But you see, when you're on record, sometimes there are – first off, don't talk to the media after you've resigned. Disgracefully First of resigned. All, don't have an affair with a student. Correct. That's the first thing. Yes. And the most important thing. Yes. <laughs> so, my last words on this is what he says, again, to the newspaper. Trying to, I don't know, defend himself? And I quote, I knew it was kind of a no-no. 
But there's not a rule saying it can't happen. Oh, my gosh. He continues. There's not a law saying I'm going to go to jail for doing something like this. There's nothing in stone. I guess it's just an ethics code. Like we frown upon it, but there's no rule. There's no law broken. Close quote. Just like there's no rule on drinking bleach. Good point. But you don't do it. No, you don't. Idiot. And if your place of employment says you can't do something, I don't care if it's a law or not, you don't do it. And if you do, your place of employment has every reason to fire you. Uh, To me, this guy is a total gutter ball. (laughs) Nice. And that is where we leave. Sports cards and collectibles coming up next. ESPN Honolulu.